air plant. I'll start with air plants. So these are just air plants without like roots or anything that apparently just live off of uh, just being themselves and capturing whatever from the air. Okay. So a lot of uh, a lot of trendy folks now have these things hanging from uh, like very intricate macrame things from their ceilings or from their walls. And they're real plants. They're living it's plants. A, it's a real thing. Yeah. Love so, it. so that's my special guest today. I got one of these. Um, it, so it looks, it looks kind of fake. I mean, it looks like, it looks like it's made of plastic. So maybe we got ripped off. <laughs> but it was a local buy. <laughs> well, if you taste so it, if you taste it, you can tell. If I just take a nibble off of it, crunch yep. through it. Yeah, and then okay, so terrariums are a whole other deal. They are like self-contained little gardens like in sealed okay. jars so yeah i have seen those like a self-contained ecosystem within like a three inch diameter ball glass yeah. ball right yeah okay no maintenance no maintenance um so i don't even think you have to water it so this is ideal for us because that's cool many a plants have come and died at heard that house. man you know yeah. what? Back in the day, about uh, five years ago or so, I had this. I was all about lucky bamboo, so I had oh, yeah. some lucky bamboo plants. Uh, one at the office, uh, maybe two at home, and they were all they were awesome. It was super cool to have those things around. Uh, there's there's just something about having plants around that I guess lightens the mood or something. I don't know. <laughs> but and what uh, happened to these things? Boy oh boy, they're supposed to be super easy to take care of, but <laughs> I managed to just kill the shit out of them. <laughs> All of them? All at all once? of them. Uh, not all at once, over time. I mean, one lasted for quite a while, and it grew to be a real big boy, but then still just ended up taking a turn for the worse and uh, passing away. Are these the things you keep in, like, uh, jar, half, jars half-filled with water? They don't really have dirt Yeah, no in soil. Them, just, okay. Yep, so, um, yeah, it's basically... I remember one of these sitting on okay. your desk. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Uh, it's like basically little rocks. You plant it in little rocks, uh, just I guess to keep it held upright or something, and then just water. Yeah, just water and rocks. So. And uh, the one that I was acquainted with uh, is no longer with us. No, it has moved on. on. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> it's moved on to a fine trash can or. Uh, <laughs> I assume you probably just like threw it in the backyard or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the cool thing about plants. You can. Did it? Okay, so did it just die kind of all at once, or was it a slow thing where you saw like one one part of this thing turning brown and like starting to get mushy, and you had to watch this thing decompose before your yeah, eyes? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it was. I, just I, watch I, a great metaphor for your life <laughs> tumble yeah. in front of you. I had to suffer for months just watching this thing slowly just pass away. <laughs> I think I think part of it had to do with the water I was using. I wasn't using distilled water, which I've learned from that. I think oh, okay. I think next time I uh, get a plant, I will use distilled water because you know the tap water wherever you live, you never know what kind of chemicals are in it. That's true. That, you that you, could, you just want to drink that stuff. You don't want to give it to plants. Yeah, you just want to put it inside your body and yeah. use it for your fuel. Don't put it in. Uh, you know. Well, I guess this thing doesn't have dirt. So maybe it just sucks everything right up from the water, and, and maybe it's a little more sensitive to the water you use. These lucky bamboos. Yeah, I guess. I, man, I wish I knew. 
But dang, I love the idea of having plants around. So maybe these air plants just make the most sense. Cause, dude, I'm the same way. I can, I can kill a plant, uh, even while I'm just spending so much energy trying to take care of it. Not like, not like disregarding it. I don't ignore it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I try really hard, but still manage to just kill the thing. Part of the, I think part of the problem is, uh, you get a new plant and you're so excited to to tend to it that you. In my case, I think we we've just like maybe poured too much fertilizer on them and overwatered them and maybe that's a problem with a few of our plants i have three though that are doing really well and they've been around for a while and uh nice you know if there's one thing that i can do it's it's grow an elephant ear plant an elephant ear yeah those are just big long stems with one big leaf at the end and they're probably like the easiest plant yeah I'll I'll I'll, s- I'll, sh- I'll send you a picture, or you can um, use Google if you understand how to do that. Uh, I can figure it out. Your- <laughs> I'll send you the URL um, through Google Hangouts. To uh, oh, I see it here. Yeah, you've you've probably seen these before though, and they can get massive. Um, and for some reason, I-, I had one in college, which lived for several years until we. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think we kind of punished it. We planted it outside like one fall before the winter, before we were moving, <laughs> just to know <laughs> that it would live for about two more weeks and then die. But I'm, it's a bulb, so maybe it came back up the next year. Okay. Um, but it did. It, it survived in a college house with plenty of beer poured in the pot <laughs> and things like that. Really? Some pretty nasty times getting knocked over, stuff like that, and, and not really, you know, since we had cardboard beer boxes in our window uh not much light so sure. maybe that's maybe that's your kind of plant is an elephant Man, here that and looks cool it, and one thing i'm one thing i'm noticing about it the leaf itself kind of looks like uh it looks like the ear of a massive animal i can't remember what the animal's name is but it looks like just some massive animal's ear well that's absurd it's a plant i know that's i know call me silly I, so okay, so each bulb has only one leaf, or does it have several stalks coming up with the leaf on each stalk? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's the exciting thing: uh, mine has just sprouted like two or three new ears. Dude. So they they come up, and they you see these things like unroll, like fruit roll ups, and they just I mean they just unfurl, and you get to watch this. How exciting is that? Man, I just love it. And it, it happens quick too. The, these little stalks like shoot up and pop these things out. Like I want to say within like a week, it can it can shoot one up. So it's not it's like it doesn't grow extremely fast like the the ones that have already come out. But I think it just saves up its nutrient, and then it says, "Here we go, it's time to go, bud." And then <laughs> you just see a new one come up, and oh, that's I fun. wish I had a, a sound effect for a. An elephant ear unraveling. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> we'll use what we have. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's your, your answer. But they can get out of, out of hand real quick. I had the one that we have now, I had this in a very small pot. And just with regular watering, it still got up to like four feet tall. So Holy macaroni. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little tree. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little forest in your house. Boy, that's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, the leaf itself obviously grows 
it doesn't start out massive. It uh, no. I assume it it grows with the rest of the plant. It it does when they unfurl. They're like already three to four inches hmm. long, and sometimes even bigger. I I would guess as the plant gets bigger, when they uh, bloom these new leaves, that they're just bigger as well. I don't know. I'm really talking out of my butt here, but that would be my guess. Here's here's another exciting thing about these terrariums. We have some moss growing in a damp kind of shaded area in our backyard. So I think we might be able to find a jar and harvest moss that we already have growing. What? Which is yeah, I, we're going to try it. Explain. I don't know how the I don't know how the moss got there. What do you uh, mean harvest? You're harvest. so you're going to take that moss, you're going to replant it, make your own terrarium out of it. I think right? I think it's worth a try. Yeah, it is. I, this is something Ash wants to get into, I think, and, and I can't see a better use for that stuff. It's probably where our dogs peed before, and that's why it's growing. <laughs> but so okay, so why moss? Is is it a certain type know. of bacteria that uh, helps in that little ecosystem? I don't know. There, I wish I could describe what the stuff is that that she has in her current terrarium. It's like two different types of moss that don't look like they need to be in much soil and I don't know what's going on oh that's cool it it looks like some stuff though that if you like uncork this bad boy and took a sniff you might hallucinate a little bit just based on what's in there and, and how this moss survives on its own emissions yeah it's gotta be pretty rank in there yeah that's fun, dude. Yeah, I like yeah, it. That's that's a fun hobby. Low maintenance, and uh, well, I'm not into it. And like I said, we're only, I'm actually only two hours in with this air plant that's sitting beside me here. There's a nice little seashell beside it, and it's in some gray sand, and it oh, looks no, happy for now. But no soil, just sand. Just just sand, no soil. And that's nice. Hopefully, I take care of it. I don't know what was that. M. Night Shyamalan movie? The Village. Is that the one where the trees killed everybody? Uh, no. Everybody? Uh, the Happening? Was it The Happening? Where, like, Sixth Sense. Nope. <laughs> the Happening? I don't think I saw that. I, I don't even know if that is an M. Night Shyamalan movie or not. Um, there was one where, like, the trees turned against people because people were maybe cutting them down or dude good for them the whole premise the whole premise was that uh it was just the trees trying to keep the balance of nature maybe and so they released some spore chemical that made people crazy and go kill themselves dude interesting concept it is it was it was well movie wasn't that great if i remember it right but but cool idea my worry is that if we get too many plants and we don't tend to them in the right way, that they too will turn on us. That's a good point. You're yeah. going to want to keep sucking up to those plants. Give them a kiss. Give them a little si- song every now and again. Yeah, uh, sing to them. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. Talk to them. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, that'd but, be weird. Yeah. What's uh, what's new, dude? 
I'll tell you what, man. I had some realizations this past week. Okay. Some weird, weird, weird quirks about myself that I that I'm just noticing, <laughs> and I, I'm thinking okay. that that uh, other people listening to this might uh, might be able to relate, maybe with their own little weird quirks. But okay, okay. I have a couple different things. So, first of all, are you left-handed or right-handed? Uh, I'm right-handed. Okay, as am I. However, is there anything that you do left-handed that you, that feels more comfortable doing left-handed? Um, no, not that I can really? think of. No, no. Okay, what so do you do? well, so I've always played pool left-handed for some weird reason. That's just the natural way. You must but, have like learned by watching somebody, and you you mirrored what they were doing or something. Um, I don't think so. I I mean, it, my my dad is is the one who taught me. We had a pool table in our basement growing up, and oh. he taught me. And he shoots right-handed. Um, but it's it's just like the natural the natural way. That's that's the way that feels right. Has always felt right for me. So that's kind of weird. But, okay, but that I've gotten used to. I'm just but like wait, okay. But wait, I'm, there's more. There's there's gotta oh, be more. Oh boy, oh boy, that there <laughs> is. And this is the one that I just realized this past week. So when you untie your shoes, um, yep. assuming you're not wearing Vibram five fingers, do you use one or two hands to untie? Um, I th- I think just one. I d- I just I don't untie my shoes. I just kick them off. But okay, gotcha. Please go on. See see I un. I untie my shoes every time I take them off. I only use one hand because I guess I feel like that's the only hand. <laughs> that's all I need to use or something. I don't know. Um, but, dude, I can't do it with my right hand. I do it with my left hand every time. How do you tie your shoes? Are you just, are you, because it's, it's only a matter of pulling one string, right? Well, I do double, do double knot them. Okay. I double knot. So it's a matter of, like, picking out that knot. And but you, you, can't, dude, you can't navigate this with your right hand, though? No, it feels. I mean, it feels like the. It feels like my left hand when I'm trying to do it. You know, like when you're trying to throw a ball with your left hand and it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> oh boy, That's some fun <laughs> stories. Uh, okay, so are you like standing? Or are you seated when you're doing this? I'm seated. Okay, because I would say maybe maybe you should sit down when you're doing this because maybe your problem is you're standing and your right hand is like a like you're trying to ride a bowl or something and you're it's like used to waving <laughs> around and counterbalancing your body. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But okay, no. Is is there is there another thing? Because that's a pretty that's an odd one. No, that's it. That's uh that's the only left right handed thing that I quirk that I realized this this week. But I'm sure now that that's sort of on the front burner, so to speak, uh, <laughs> I'll notice some other things. If it's, if you took you like what twenty twenty eight years to notice this one. <laughs> Well, yeah. okay, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't born tying your shoes, I guess. Right. But and I'm not sure how long I've been untying my shoes with only one hand. Oh, okay. It's it it's always been, been an unconscious changed. thing. It could have it could have changed throughout. Sure. Yeah. Throughout your life. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty common that uh, left-handed people do some things with their right hand, but not so much the right-handed people do things with their left hand. Yeah. My mom's left-handed. Um, I think if you just look at, at like the hands and arms of people that are left-handed, you'll see a lot more scars and uh, and cuts and nicks and things like that. It just seems like my mom's hands are just hamburger. 
because <laughs> she's trying to use right-handed tools. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, maybe maybe there's no truth to that, but I would think the world is just a little bit more dangerous if you're left-handed because Man, I would think so. Of how many things are uh, are built for righties and she is a self-proclaimed klutz, but she's she's pretty active and like it's not like she doesn't have any coordination, but uh, Sure. Seems like she's always wearing a band-aid, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. I, man, I wonder that you know that that thing about left-handers using right-hander tools, that is a really good point because I mean for most things even you think about even scissors. Like scissors these days are oh. kind of ergonomical, like they're sort of formed to a right hand in a certain way. So even a left-hander a left-handed person would still even be a little uncomfortable using scissor using right right-handed yeah. scissors yeah yeah oh th- this i think i've I, I saw was a problem for her she's a teacher so growing up she was around these things because uh um she taught elementary as i was growing up and i remember her like you know really struggling with safety scissors sometimes oh yeah um, but again like there, i know there's a lot of things she does right-handed but Pool is one thing that I I couldn't even imagine as as a right-hander doing with my left hand, <laughs> right? The, because it, it takes you, you it, the pool stick is just an extension of whatever backhand is handling the thing to aim and like for power and velocity. Yeah. So that's uh that's out there. Man, I feel like if I would try playing pool right-handed, I would I would like you know go to not swing but. <laughs> go to like shoot and just straight up miss the cue ball <laughs> probably would swing in the stick <laughs> that's how you pull <laughs> with the tip of the stick just broad strokes and that's why i thought i was left-handed at pool <laughs> i was doing it wrong i can i can visualize your basement uh, your childhood basement and i can see the blue <laughs> streaks on the wall on the drywall down there. <laughs> small holes and dents everywhere still 15 balls on the table (laughs) uh i'm i'm someone who's always prided themselves on how uh far and fast uh they can throw things very good uh very good right arm um but if you want to put yourself in place you know if you really want to like deflate your ego throwing with your non-dominant hand is just such a such a great way such a demoralizing <laughs> thing to do oh man because I, you know not only is it a terrible throw but you feel like you maybe shredded shredded some tendons and things in your arm <laughs> just based on the 10 feet that you threw an egg or whatever <laughs> yeah. see for me it's uh being really self-conscious about my form when i'm throwing with my left hand Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm the same way. Throwing with my right hand, I, I can get some distance and some speed. Can throw pretty well. But left hand, yeah, I'm like, okay, wait, do I step with my right foot or my left foot? Oh and yeah. How far do I bring my hand back before I throw? I mean, and it's so, just it's, a mess. So you have to like practice a few times with your right hand. You know, do the fake walk through and then try to like mirror it, which doesn't work at all. But yeah, that's that's kind of a good. In case you're ever too full of pride, just <laughs> throw with your other hand. Life hack. <laughs> you know, speaking of life hacks, um, one uh, you know one big thing these days is uh, 
is being in the moment. What's the word for that? Oh boy. Uh, mindfulness. Mindful. Yeah. Um, one one way, and this directly relates to the left-handed, right-handed thing. One way that people say to do that is to try to do little chores around the house with your non-dominant hand. So, like uh, brushing your teeth, use your left hand. It causes you to like pay much, much more attention to what you're doing. I think that's Which, uh, that that could be fun. I think and it could if, you're, if you yeah. have a lot of time. Yeah. Hmm. So I I, I don't know. Uh, have you tried this? You know I haven't. Okay. I uh, no, I just haven't. I just, I guess I just haven't. <laughs> to me, it would just be like a, a another way to um, uh, I don't know. Foul up the already foul mood that I'm in in the mornings. Yeah. Because right. I'm sitting there like nicking my teeth with my toothbrush or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you stab yourself in the gums. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Being in I the agree moment. with you. You know, I okay, something put me in the moment yesterday, uh, which I need to I need to think about more of these things, and I'd love to hear hear about things that you have that put you in the moment. Just odd, odd, uh, odd glitches in the matrix, I guess. Oh, yes. That you see that just totally bring you out of uh, out of your fog. Love I it. Followed, I can't wait to hear about this. Well, so on the way home yesterday, I, I was just driving around and. There was a guy on a motorcycle, and we were on the same path for a while, so I got a good long look at this guy, and he kept me there for a while, and he was blaring music, like really, really loud. He was on a motorcycle, and it was R&B, Jaw Rule, featuring some lady with a creamy voice. Ashanti, probably. Probably. Was it? Ashanti sounds right. Um, Nonetheless, though, like Jaw Rule was the really prominent one. Oh man, love it. Uh, well, so we're at, <laughs> we're at a stoplight and we slow down, and his music stays at the same volume. So, I guess motorcycles don't have that thing where you slow down and your your radio volume goes down as well. <laughs> right. At least his didn't. It it only seemed to grow louder uh, as we were all stationary with him. And I guess it's important to note that this was not a man you'd expect to be riding a motorcycle or listening to Ja Rule. Uh, he looked like he might own his own bowling shoes, you know? Oh. He he kind of looked like that kind of a guy. It didn't fit the mold, but then again, there's no mold for a motorcycle guy and Ja Rule at the same time. So True, yeah. We're at this stoplight, and... I can't tell for sure because he's wearing sunglasses, but I think he makes eye contact with me in his rearview mirror. Pretty steady eye contact. <laughs> and so I'm looking directly in this mirror at what I think are maybe his eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and here's the thing you have to grapple with is how do you acknowledge this guy? Because it's you're all for like flashing your dimples and giving a thumbs up to people who are finding their own way to be present and be happy especially at the expense of like social norms right um but he's listening to jaw rule and forcing jaw rule on us is an affront to mankind to life as we know it and so you can't nod at him right 
You can't say because that's giving you, him an affirmation, like you're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to affirm his behavior. Yeah, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to shake my head at him, <laughs> right. so I I just froze and just stared into his rearview mirror as he did the same. <laughs> you know, there's no signal for like I respect what you're doing, but it's it's like it's like we're both in Target and you're standing by the air conditioning vent. Uh, to clearly air out your butt crack, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that—that's jaw rule spreading fecal particulate into our airspace. It is. We're not—we're not gonna get sick, but it's not hygienic, guy. So even though you're having a good time, you know you're forcing us to to be here with that. But he, here's the thing—he wasn't jamming out to it or anything. He wasn't even like bobbing his head. He didn't look like he was even enjoying jaw rule. Oh man! Which, again, I have to stress, was extremely loud. Like I, I had my sunroof open and my radio on. I couldn't hear anything going on with my with my music. It was all him. Man, well, so, okay. So that's one thing I've just a little side note. That's one thing I've noticed about motorcycle motorcyclists uh, when they do play their radio out loud. They obviously don't have something like a an enclosed car where only they can hear it. And right. their engine is super loud, too, so they just have to freaking crank it. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, and I've been around that a lot, but this, I have to tell you, it could not have been any louder. There's no way that there's another notch <laughs> on his dial to turn really? this thing up anymore. And so, man. yeah, in principle, I support this man's cause, but you can't support the approach. And... Uh, it stuck with me, and now I'm I'm thinking like <laughs> maybe this man was my Patronus. You know, have you read Harry Potter? No. Oh my god, it's like spirit animal, pretty much. Oh, okay, sure. It's a good way of of describing it. Man, I don't that's know. A, but there is something to be said about just uh, just breaking out of the norm and enjoying yeah. it a little bit. Well, and so he did take me out of the out of the you know the the drive home commute that I was in, which is just uh, me on autopilot listening to music, right. not really remembering anything. But he, he was there to to take me out of it with Jaw Rule. That's good. That's uh, I think that's good. I think that's worth the uh, Jaw Rule punishment. Yeah. But that's easy for me to say. It is. It is. Because <laughs> Jaw Rule on a, a tinny motorcycle radio... His voice is already, like, filled with gravel. Yeah. And when it's bouncing off buildings and other cars and... Oh, boy. ...going straight into your soul, it's a little rough. But good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm it sure he enjoyed it. It good for me. Yeah. I hope so, he did. So, man, you know what bugs me? I, I think I'm getting old because I'm to the point where if I'm at a stoplight and someone pulls up next to me or even somewhat near me and they've got some big subwoof- subwoofers in their car and they're yeah. just blaring music, man, it is now like just an inconvenience. <laughs> Especially if I'm on the yeah. phone with someone, which you shouldn't be doing if you're driving. But <laughs> Especially if I'm trying to text something. <laughs> yeah. But, man, alive. It's just... Some people just need to think a little bit more about how they're affecting society, yeah. how they're well, affecting those around them. Doesn't that just change? Isn't that like a mentality that changes real quick? 
and you, you can't even pinpoint where it happened, but you of uh, maybe only five years ago could have been driving around with subwoofers and not oh, not having a second thought, but now yeah, now yeah, there exactly you are, shaking your fist, <laughs> Dag Nabbit, young young whippersnappers. Yeah, I agree, man. It's a certain threshold. I, I don't know when it happened either, but yeah, whatever. I get it. I get it. I've always thought about having like a not a screen but like a display like one of those like an alarm clock display kind of thing that you could mount in your windshield that had like preset messages on it like five different messages and so you could communicate with other drivers um, very clearly when things go beyond just like a hand signal or a honk nice yes turn the music down or you are pissing in the collective punch bowl that we're all drinking from. Or I Stuff have to like get out of my way. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wife in labor. Right. In backseat kind of a thing. Um, yeah, for, for some reason, I, I, I've thought about that a lot. And I, in the real world, though, it, it would never actually work. Right? But there's... I've also thought of like a system where you could uh, you could ding other drivers like you kind of drive around and you have a set number of points and you oh can boy. you can take away points from other drivers and if so many points are taken away I don't know they have to they have to go to to driving school again or something right I feel like this was a premise of a SpongeBob episode but this was a this was kind of a premise of a Black Mirror episode too. I mean, oh it's, yeah, okay. It's kind yeah. of the same same idea as a popularity score or like a citizen yeah. score, except in driving. The only the only uh, problem I would have with that is that that means that the government needs to be involved in it. We That's won't true. get too political here, but man, I don't like the idea of of the government mandating a social media platform. Yeah, well, it's it's another uh, level of surveillance, but. And again, not practical, but whenever I, uh, like you say, when, when someone pulls up with the subwoofers or when someone yeah. has clearly uh, cut their muffler out, um, I will you happily be, give them one star. You Well, you want to take points away, right? This thing doesn't have an upvote button, it's only downvotes. Ah, it's downvote gotcha. City. You start with a thousand points, and buddy, the more obnoxious you are, the more likely you are to lose these points. And maybe you get a thousand a year and it resets every year or something. Right. That's but cool. That's a cool concept. Is it? I think it is. Would it be terrible? It's it's only I, cool when you wanna like passive aggressively shame someone somehow. Right. Which, Which is very popular in Nebraska. <laughs> very very much so. Yes. I think it would take off here. When you when you want to smile to him and wave with one hand while your other hand is like reaching under the dashboard to hit this downvote button so many times. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So how would it uh, how would it know what driver you're talking about? License plate number? Well, I guess that's part of it, right? You'd ha- you'd have to like have some sort of heads up display where you could like pinpoint the car and and give it a downvote. Oh man, that would be know, really but, cool. Well, you think about this, and so if everybody had this, and there was one car being a, a giant pain in the ass. Right. Right, and 
every every car this thing goes by is like downvoting it. <laughs> Maybe it sends some sort of uh, alert to someone who comes out and I don't know busts a taillight with a, a Louisville Slugger or something. <laughs> Like you said, we don't need the government or the police involved, but we do need we do need some sort of uh, some sort of justice. Right? Yeah, we need to, to fix the problem. Mind. Yeah, and you know, after a few years of everybody having this and that sort of thing happening, I think people would be become much more conscious of of how they're affecting people, other people on the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the ugly thing is like we do this. I probably get like hundreds of, of downvotes the first day I drive because of things I don't even realize I'm doing, right? Good point. Which, you know, could happen to anyone. Man, I I think I'm kind of an aggressive driver, but uh, I, in my mind, I feel like I do it in a somewhat smart way. <laughs> but <laughs> other people might not think that. Yeah, of course. In your mind, that's that's the whole thing about driving. Maybe this all needs to be tested on the bike trail that you frequent. Yes. Maybe that's the, the perfect place for it. There you go. <coughs> Welcome. We can Welcome hash back. that part out. Yeah. Bill? You dig that? <laughs> all right, thanks, Bill. My, uh, so, okay. my windows are wide open, so I hope... I hope at least somebody outside heard that. <laughs> Who the hell bought a turkey? <laughs> you know, there. Uh, it, this might be true where you live uh, as well. I see a lot of turkeys in town. And I live in a pretty big town. And part of it's because we live kind of by a golf course, but there's no real, like, wooded areas. Sure. But they, they still make their way in town and on on major roads somehow <laughs> man alive yeah i see turkeys yeah. all the time around town not all not all the time but in this like actually in this certain part of town actually also by a golf course uh you'll yeah. always see turkeys huddled up somewhere yeah they are uh god they're an embarrassing embarrassing animal just to have around just because it's uh embracing the redneck life or what Maybe maybe part of that, but they they to me, I need to think this through a little bit more. But they're a symbol for some pretty backwards thinking and just a total. They drive their cars around, and they they would get downvoted into oblivion, right? Like they're the only animal that you don't. I I guess at least as a Nebraskan that you don't point at and be like, oh, a turkey. <laughs> Every other animal, even deer, sometimes are like, "Oh man, it's a look at that deer! How it's jumping through the meadow." Right. Whereas turkeys just wobble around and do what? Uh, uh. Yeah. Just do that. That's all. Hmm. I. I don't know. I I could develop a rant around turkeys. I man, I've I've never really had a problem with turkeys. I like the way they taste. Uh, they, they are really, they they do seem to be really dumb. Like sometimes I'll just see them, I'll just see them, like you said, walking across a pretty busy road. Yeah. Uh, with well, cars just flying by each on each side. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure you could go out with a 
a driver, a golf club, and start picking these things off, and the group wouldn't scatter. Right. right? You could start decapitating these things, and they just keep walking up to you. T-ball you know, practice. Dude, I feel the exact same way that you do about turkeys about a different kind of bird. A pigeon. Hmm. Okay. Which, Dude, yeah, I those have become... I cannot stand pigeons. Those have become uh, numerous in your yeah, area, too. They have, they have, man. They're all over the place. And they're just so dumb, and they're... Ugh. Even the sound they make, like, <laughs> just because they make the sound, I hate the sound. <laughs> it's not necessarily that the sound itself is bad, but... I know that a pigeon is making the sound, so nope, not a fan. <laughs> it just angers you. It does. Just offhand. That's pretty good. Thanks, that was man. A pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been mocking them out the window. <laughs> you just open your window and mock them, which actually just draws them to your house. <laughs> you just you just draw breadcrumbs out there just to mock them. <laughs> I'm showing them. <laughs> and giving them a nice warm meal. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're of the same ilk. Turkeys and, and pigeons. But I think that's that's kind of where the term bird brain comes from. Like, birds aren't really known for being being the wisest creatures. Well, you say that, but then you think about, like, some of the, some of the uh, not black birds, like crows we have around here. Yeah. We've talked about, like, the squid and the dolphins. Yeah. I think they're the dolphins of the air. You think they're that complex? As complex as dolphins or squid? I mean, I have think, you, ever seen, have you ever seen a crow do a turkey or a pigeon thing at all? No, not at all. Wait, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> they, seem to, they seem to know what they're doing. They seem they, to be... Uh, like uh they're self-aware very, well what's what's the word they're uh i guess not determined but i mean whatever they're doing they're doing it on purpose they're calculated yeah like they could um i if you if you put them in a room and you put a donut in front of them and you said either have this donut or wait five minutes and i'll give you two donuts they'd be smart enough to to wait for five minutes you know that classic test but I, there, there's just something about them where they're like so smart that I you rarely see them but you know they're around something in me something tells me that they've like learned to fly without shadows or something there's just some sort of magic to them weird I can't really pinpoint it but crows what else am I thinking of there's there's another type of bird around here that I mean, we we have owls, we have hawks. Maybe it's just hawks that I'm thinking of. Hawks seem okay. pretty smart. Oh yeah, agreed. So two things: crows. First of all, have you seen that video of the crow like unlocking all of those things to get the food? Uh, I have not. They're just so they're they're super smart. Like there was this fairly complicated uh, lock, like locked up system with food behind it food in like a clear plastic or plexiglass container yeah and again this this lock setup was really complex you had to go through like like uh five or six steps to unlock it and uh yeah a crow figured it out well it was, see there you, you go know, it was a lock system a made for that. a crow 
like you would you would take a stick out of this hole and stuff like that you don't have to you don't have to turn a padlock to the right numbers <laughs> he's, he's not like sliding a, a two little uh, metal toothpicks out of his wallet and like picking this <laughs> yeah, exactly. if I'm understanding right although that would be fun to watch I wonder what their yeah. wallets look like <laughs> I think but but you're never gonna see a turkey doing something that complex right right I don't even think a, a turkey could like understand to bend its head a certain way to like grab uh, a seed under a box you know sure I just don't see that happening. I I think if a turkey was in that that situation with the locked up food, it would probably see the food through the plexiglass and not realize that it's plexiglass and just see that, oh, I see food, <laughs> and just like just go just for it and keep, keep going for it until it its beak like <laughs> deteriorated or something. <laughs> until its beak looked like something off of a Bugs Bunny cartoon where someone has like a stick of dynamite in their face. <laughs> right. Just, just like keep pecking, just keep pecking at the thing. I yeah, no, a turkey would very clearly find a way to suffocate itself in that situation. That's just I'm sure of it. That's just my understanding of of how they operate. So you you mentioned owls earlier. Yeah, I used to, dude back in the day. This is super weird, but I think there's some substance to it. Back in the day, I used to I used to be dead set on the idea that that outside you could never like it was impossible to see an owl yeah <laughs> have you heard <laughs> have you heard of this there, like that's it's a big uh, like a lot of people have have is this sort a conspiracy theory like a this isn't just your own something that you arrived at independently right this is no it's not my own it's it was okay. i'm not sure who told me about it but after after they told me about it i'm like whoa no i've i've never actually seen an owl <laughs> but I think I think part of what the reasoning behind this is that owls are really, really weird, really unique in the sense that when they who when they like you know <laughs> make that sound that they make, um, I'm not I have no idea how, but they can make it they can make it sound like it's coming from the other direction, is from a different true? direction. I think so. Maybe it's just an old wives' tale, but that's. I'm pretty sure that's right. I've seen owls out and around, but yeah, I've heard I've heard way more owls than I've seen, and, and I've but seen if, way more crows than I've seen owls. Oh yeah, big time. Same here. But uh, and I think I, I think since then I've seen an owl or two in the wild as well. But I think the idea is if I hear if I hear an owl hooing uh, from the east, then. Dude, it very well might be to the west of me or to the north of me. Okay. So I've never heard this. I'm gonna have to look into this. So if you hear it to the east, then you like look over to the east and you feel like it's pretty close and you're trying to look for it, can't see it. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to I'll need to read up on this because you know I just realized that I have an owl tattooed on my arm. So you're an but owl it, fan. I guess I'm an owl fan. <laughs> You didn't even think about that, but yeah, I guess I'm, you could say I'm a, it's a fairly big owl too. It's at least like four inches wide. Its wings are spread. Uh, and I when did you get God, that? Last last year. But there's some to them because like some of them just have like black eyes, right? They could be just government drones, 
Oh, easily. Robots. Surveilling from t- treetops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there are other ones that I feel like have cat eyes. And then... Yeah. Have you ever seen one of these things without feathers? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen a picture of an owl without feathers? Yeah, it's not quite as uh, as intimidating or not quite as uh, pretty as they are with feathers. No, th- it's... it's <sighs> See, It the- looks like the hairless cat version of a bird. <laughs> there you go. It, it's it's like beyond any other bird without feathers. I can't I can't put words to it. Again, I think crows and owls just confound me. But this hooing from opposite direction thing, that business. Okay, we're we're back. That was my lovely neighbor, who I think maybe mows the lawn three times a day. Three times Something a like day. That. Three times a day. It seems yeah. That makes for a healthy lawn. It does. It does. I uh, I thought you we're, loved we're, lawn care. Oh god, I love to hate it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, good stuff nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, I want to move on to a new topic, nowhere related to lawn care or birds. Um, Please. Okay, this is this seems kind of new age of a kind of a new age topic but um it's i mean it's it's a hit these days it's a really popular thing uh, meditation and visualization have you uh are you a practicer of this stuff yes yes <laughs> yes I am. As it's, am I. it's kind of hard to but, admit for some reason but i feel like everybody does it to an extent but yeah whatever whatever uh means they use i mean you know not everybody is as nearly as structured with it like i'm right. i'm not nearly as structured with it um as a lot of a lot of other people are but i think it's something that's no matter what your like belief or if you're into religion or just whatever your belief in the world is i think it's a healthy practice yeah well, yeah, so like you said, I think it takes many forms, which could be mowing your lawn three times a day. Uh, maybe yes, that's meditation for some people. Uh, I think church is probably one for a lot of people. Uh, how do you do it? And Okay, so one, I want to know how you do it, but then also like, I want to hear what you mean by visualization. Like, Is that yes. a separate thing? Oh, it's a... Um, I, I don't know that it's a separate thing. It's a different type of meditation, maybe. Um, okay, so you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned mowing the lawn and actually doing different activities. Well, f- let's back up. My definition of meditation is basically just taking some time to think. That's, I mean, that's really what it is. It's an awful scary thing to do. <laughs> it is, but it's it's something that's so healthy. It's something that everybody should do. It's sort of a way to get in touch with your real self, right? Right. So right. that's actually that's one reason I really like riding my bike is because when I'm riding, it's just me. I never ride with anybody else. See, um, there you go. That's a, that's, my a, dad that's and a very my, good example of it. My dad and my brother are both uh, big into riding their bikes too, but none of us ever ask each other to ride together because we all see see it as the same thing. Yeah. So that's that's one one part of it. I I love doing that. Um, also, I don't know. There's there's something about just. Um, just, I don't know, whenever it is, before bed or whatever, just sort of closing your eyes and just being in your mind. 
and just thinking about whatever you want to think about. Just uh, yeah. letting your mind go wherever it goes. It's a it's a, it's a way to uh, clear out the RAM. Yeah, for and sure. I think biking is a great example. I think sports for a lot of people. Just get in the zone in the moment that you're about to swing that pool stick. <laughs> but there is, yeah, there is a, like a, a way to to reach some sort of clarity. And like, seems like I only get interested in it or do it um, when uh, when I really need it. Right when I need yep. to just take a take a moment and take a deep breath. Okay, so what did you mean by visualization? Okay, to meditation. What's your so, experience? So the idea behind visualization. This is a weird one. I'm not sure what the science is behind it. How it how it really works. But it's a. Uh, but truthfully, it does. I mean, to an extent, I know that it that it works. Um, and I'll give you an example, a fun example. So the idea is whatever you want to do um well I'll, I'll just i'll just go with the example so snowboarding so a few years ago i tried snowboarding for the first time it was i think nine years ago the first two times i went actually the first one time i went it was three a three-day trip um and i tried snowboarding and i sucked the entire time but oh, i was just dead set on getting the hang of this because I was seeing other other people just go crazy on the mountain, and I wanted to be one of those one of those people because it looked right. like so much more fun than skiing at the time. You wanted to strap on a GoPro and drink some Monster, exactly, and crush it <laughs> in some bright orange pants. I get that. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to uh, to be able to do that. Um, so I was super frustrated after the first you know three day trip. Obviously, we live in Nebraska, so I don't make it make it to the mountains too often. Maybe once, about once a year, um, we'll take a snowboard trip. So, without without knowing what visualization was, without hearing even hearing the term or the idea of it or anything like that, after that trip, let's say it was January fifteenth that I got back of twenty whatever. Um, after that trip, I found myself throughout that entire year daydreaming about snowboarding so i was actually i was actually picturing myself being really being a really good snowboarder yeah and you know carving the mount car, carving the mountain and uh like hitting jumps and just being really comfortable on the snowboard well next thing you know a year goes by and it's time for that trip again keep in mind i i hadn't touched my snowboard since then I had uh, I hadn't done any any snowboard focused exercises or anything like that. I was I mean I was going in it with the same snowboarding experience right. as after the three day trip. But in your well, mind, you had been carving some fresh powder. Yeah, exactly. Some pow pow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, dude, got on my snowboard on the on the first day of the snowboard trip. Um, totally comfortable. I nailed it. I was all of a sudden like proficient at it. Without God, any more that's, practice. That's so interesting. That's like, oh, it's it's like when you when you go to sleep thinking about a problem. Uh, this used to happen for me a lot at work, where I'd think about um, a problem and I'd kind of wake up with several different answers. It's kind of mm. that thing, but it's so interesting to hear it like manifest into yeah. a, a physical thing. 
right? Where like somehow through thinking about it, you like adopted some muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. Do this. It's a. I think it's something about your body being like comfortable and you you getting the same. I'm feeling the same emotions when I'm when I'm picturing being on the mountain as I am uh, actually on the mountain. I think the same could be done with virtual reality. It could be like a forced visualization. Ooh, hey. I wonder if I wonder if someone could capitalize on that. Yeah. That is both. Uh, oh god, that's kind of scary to think about. Big but time. yeah, yeah, that's that's something. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like an example as uh, as visceral as that, but that's pretty good. Snowboarding. See, when you said visualization, I thought you meant like what you thought about when you sat down to uh, to meditate. If you do that. Oh, I see. Or is yeah. that is that is that a whole separate separate thing for you? Well, with the snowboarding example, since it wasn't structured, um, it was a separate thing. It would be, uh, I mean, I would be, uh, let's say, on my computer at home, uh, scrolling through Twitter or whatever, just doing what, doing whatever. But then I would all of a sudden stop scrolling and and just literally be all in my own head, daydreaming about that. Um, without you just sit there slack jawed. What's that? Snowboarding. You just sit there like slack jawed snowboarding. Yeah, exactly. Or looking up you. snowboarding videos, stuff like that. But uh, dude, I found yeah. naturally I I tend to have some anxiety in certain stressful situations. So, man, I've tried it and it it does work to just reduce anxiety. So, yeah, I'm all about I, it. The uh, the only thing that I do, and uh, don't ask me how I came across mala beads. I don't even know. They might be pronounced like malabeads or something. It's just a string of beads, basically. Hmm. And somehow I have one. And there's some way to, like, I think maybe you breathe for every, you, you hold these things in your fingers and, like, you move one bead at a time as you breathe, right? To slow huh. your breathing and, and stay conscious of your breathing. Uh, I'm not even, I'm not completely sure if that's how it works or, like, if you're supposed to make so many rounds around the whole chain. Um, it's like a necklace thing. Okay. It looks like a necklace. Um, but I think what you said about just like sitting down and finding a way that works for you, that like the best thing that I've done, uh, because I also like have a lot of self-imposed anxiety. Um, so what I've done is like I take this thing in my hand and like for every every bead that I have in my fingers... I think of something that's on my mind, like that's that's digging at me, like some project I have to do or like someone I haven't talked to in a long time that I know that I need to or right, even even like I need to mow my lawn for the third time today, things like that. Right. Right. Everything that's things like that are sort of stressing at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every every single like task on the list of your mind. And so what I do is I just think of every single thing that I can and attach it to a bead and right when I like usually take one breath per bead and like when you pass by the bead you kind of say there it's out of my mind it's on the chain now right you exhaust the list I think I made it to like 50 the first time I did this and I haven't made it really to 50 ever since and I don't do it that often just when I'm like again uh, like under under a bunch of stress I've I've manufactured right. by myself but th- by the end of it, you start to, like, smile to yourself because so many of the things that you 
you put on that chain just don't matter and by the end of it you're, you're like trying to come up with things but they are actual things that are taking up space in your head give that one a try though man get, get like uh, some sort of something that you like you can hold in your hand and like flick maybe it's a handful of corn since you're in that area uh, <laughs> and you just flick a kernel out for every like bad thing that's on your mind and it's cra- it's crazy like how how much just flicking it out of your hand and like attaching it to that thing will really like move it out of your head and you yeah. just don't think about it after that it makes so much sense it sounds uh why does it feel like such a shameful thing to talk about it does it does man there's i think there's still a stigma around it a little bit but the truth is mental health is freaking huge these days i mean in the society we live in, uh, anxiety is not is not a rarity. I mean, no. anxiety, depression, all those like mental mental health uh, things. I mean, it's it's. I, I think a majority of people in the country have something like that. Yeah, I'm sure, and I think maybe so, uh, maybe it's just kind of a, a side effect of like always having so many distractions. Like, oh yeah watch watch the 24-hour news cycle or like jump on social media so you don't have to confront thoughts and maybe it just uh it can just build to a greater degree than it used to be able to when we weren't all so distracted or at least that's what's yep. happened to me so. oh same here easily yeah i mean going back to the whole mental health thing you look at all the people you see in the gym working on physical health well i do if you, if <laughs> if you ask me, the same like energy, the same uh, work should be done on your brain. That's a, I mean, an, a probably the most active organ in your body. You should also pay attention yeah. to that. Oh, can I tell you about a, a thing, like an object that I fell in love with, and now I have daydreams about? Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> please. This, this came to mind because of the, the visualization thing. Uh, here, okay, so here's how I came across it. Like, I, I used to make these seven-hour drives to southeastern Kansas at least once a month uh, when we lived together, I believe. Yeah. And so this, yeah, this, this was a seven-hour drive each way, and I'd, like, leave on a Friday and come back on a Sunday. Oh, my God, right. that sucked. Um but uh, I guess over that time, like I realized that the Midwest is a is vast in a very beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what? The first time I realized this, I was I was at a hotel uh, in Illinois, maybe, and there was a French woman and her kid, uh, and they were vacationing across America. So it was their first time in the Midwest. I think their first time in America, and. So of course we we were like uh, pretty boring, uh, corn and cows and and nothing. And she, I remember she looked at us and she's like, "What?" She says, "The sky is so beautiful and you have so much sky here," or something like huh. that. Said a few other things, you know how foreign people say things in like over simplistic, in jarring, beautiful ways sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like and especially after living out west in like bigger cities after a few months i thought about that french woman a lot and what she said like every day uh because she comes from such a 
bucolic and exotic country, and yet she loved the Midwest because of the space, I guess, the space to breathe, space to walk, sure. space to fart without anybody else smelling it or knowing you did it, <laughs> right? And, like, space to yeah. not have to smell other people's farts, which is it's a big problem in the Bay Area, okay? Uh, oh, God, okay, so I've... I walked down a weird path. I need to get... Okay, so seven-hour drive. I did this for, I think, a few years. But there was a gas station. Um, a gas station that, like, you would normally only pull up to if you were really low on gas. Right. Like, one with no brand, just G-A-S, F-O-O-D in red letters on a hail-beaten nicotine-colored sign. And, like... You go into this place and it's just monster-colored ICs, like nitrous green and corn nuts and pork rinds. Bathroom this floor gas is station. Wet. Oh, you see, you're already yep. in there. This this gas station place. has something. It has something very special to me in that bathroom, and I want to go back and retrieve it someday. I have a picture of it on my phone. It was it was my background for years. Um. God, maybe I maybe I shouldn't describe it in case somebody knows what it is and, and is going to steal it. Um, but it's a it's a drawing in a, in a bathroom in a gas station between here and southeastern Kansas. And I think it was like ballpoint pen scratched onto a, a wooden cabinet door. Okay. That was like it was a white cabinet door with really flaky paint, and it was of two super weird like human blobs and a dog a small blob dog I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to send you the picture but this thing I can't wait to see this 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 was a thing that like put me in the moment like you were saying really be mindful yeah yeah there's gotta be more things like this that I just haven't thought of in a while so what is it about what is it about that 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 made you mindful? I don't know. It just it just captured was, my interest in such a way. Was there any text? No text. I think maybe there was like some uh, gang graffiti around it, or like in that style. So to uh, to suburbanite me, it it was illegible. <laughs> but yeah, no text. Just a ballpoint pen on a wooden door in a um, bathroom with a wet floor. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait to see this picture. Would you be comfortable putting this picture on the Twitter feed? Oh, my God. Or do you want to keep this uh, private? I'll, I'll email it to Bill to do. I, I okay. really hope this, this thing is there because someday, because I took it on my phone... I believe that it also captured like the uh, coordinates of where I took it. So someday, oh, right. someday I hope to make the three to four hour road trip to said gas station. And I don't know how how this happens, but maybe like I pull a twenty dollar bill out and say, "Hey, how badly do you really need your uh, bathroom cabinet door in there?" Right, you know, and kind of keep sliding twenties to the cashier. Until they agree to like pause the uh, VHS security cam feed that they've been <laughs> recording since since the eighties. 
Man, that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, just, sometimes things just click, like click for you. Like you said, grabs your attention and just sort of speaks to you. Uh, right. Sometimes it's hard to tell what, what, it's saying, <laughs> what it means exactly. or anything like that. But it's just it, good. Do you have any items like that? Th- those, those appeal to me. Maybe Man. you need to think about it and bring one next week. I do need to think one. about that. Yeah. What an exciting there, thing. Actually, there is there is a piece of art that comes to mind. Oh God. Um, it. It's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's quite quite that extreme as yours, but. Uh, but well, first of all, Banksy art sort of makes me feel that way. Like there's. There's uh, so much emotion in Banksy's art that uh, I don't know. There's there's something about it. But the main one I wanted to bring up is this guy called Russell Mills. He's from he's from the UK. His uh, his style of art is totally unique, and it's kind of it's kind of uh, like a, I don't know some some. Uh, it seems like it's drawn with with a pen or something to begin with, and then there's a digital overlay, and so it's it's both manual and digital, but uh, or analog and digital. But there's something about it, and there's something about this certain piece that I have on my wall actually uh, that just it's like it's just my favorite, and I don't know I don't know why. It's a really cool looking looking uh, piece of art, but I don't know why it's just my all-time favorite, but it just is. I need to. It's kind so of, I am. Uh, I'm binging this man right now. It looks like he does the binging. artwork for like some some bands. Um, Nine Inch Nails. Well, what else do we have here? Really? Yeah, it's. I did not. It's got that, that that kind of uh, that kind of feel. But oh, this is interesting. You're right. Like pen. It's like pen and some brush strokes, and then maybe digitalized or maybe not maybe this is just how his style has always been and he makes it look like it, that even though it's all on paper that could be too but man his style is especially when he's when he uh i guess paints or draws people you you asked if i had anything uh that appealed to me like like that drawing in the bathroom appealed to you i think art is <laughs> <laughs> I, I think art is a uh, drawing of uh, of seven numbers, which said "call for a good time." 